The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Do you eat organic food, exercise, and yet you're gaining weight? Do you go to therapy, process your emotions, try very hard to meditate, and yet you're gaining weight? If you test your hormones, go to naturopaths, Try to find out what's metabolically wrong. Take herbs and still you're gaining weight. Today's your day because we're going to talk about rev up your engine, speed up your metabolism, and burn the fat. In today's world, it's very common to see people drinking their green tea, taking all these fasts, coffee um, cleanse, and all these different cleanses, only to see the pounds sneak up again. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you whether you're sluggish or you've gained the quarantine 15, you can discover ways to rev up your metabolism, lose weight, and gain energy. Call in with your questions or get a mini reading. We're taking your call at 816-251-3555 within the U.S. and Canada. And remember, UnityOnlineRadio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. And you can get the show on your favorite podcast provider, as well as join the live show here every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. What can slow down your metabolism, your engine in your body. Well, there's a whole lot of things. I can give you a metaphor. Work all day, want to lie down, watch some TV, or surf the web. Then you notice at 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock, you get on the web and it's going slow. And interesting enough, that's the time when your metabolism goes slow too. Why? Everybody's home. And everybody else 
is on the web too. And it goes slow. And sometimes it may even stop. If I sound a little fired up about this, I am because I lie down, I'm tired, and I've just eaten a little bit of, you know, a little bit of something, something, as they say for dinner. And the internet is at a crawl, and I can't watch my Netflix, whether it's Grey's Anatomy or some other serial that I'm just relaxing with. I can't. So I put on something else, and next thing I know, I fall asleep on the chair. I wake up around 10, watch something else, which is ridiculous, and then I go to sleep, only to wake up the next morning and find out I've gained weight. I've eaten the same thing that I ate yesterday. I've done the same amount of exercise. What caused my metabolism to sink? Is this happening to you? It's because... Well, there are a variety of reasons why our metabolism may sink. Number one, timing of the day, circadian rhythm. Do you work, work, work intensely, move, move, move intensely, only to crash later on in the day? That's not good. Do you eat very little breakfast, very little lunch, and reward yourself with a big dinner. Only to lie down, watch some TV, fall asleep in the chair, go to bed, wake up. Your metabolism is going to crash just like you did. That's because you're not cycling, literally, with a normal cycle in your body. You can't go 100 miles an hour and then crash speed all day long, and then crash. Because you burn yourself out during the day, and then when you crash, your metabolism crashes, just like the web does at night. So it's best to eat one when your furnace is hotter, and that's in breakfast. Breakfast, even though you don't want to, you want to your metabolism to change, you have to change, whether you're hungry or not, seriously. And that is, you get up in the morning and you feed the furnace so it can burn. If you don't put wood in the fire, it won't burn calories. So you eat something that can feed your metabolism. Cortisol and insulin goes into your body, in your body, highest in the morning, and another peak at 10. So we eat a breakfast, and then you eat at 10 and at 3, a small piece of carbohydrate matched with protein, a bottle of water at breakfast and a bottle of water at lunch. Because every metabolic cycle in your body has balanced carb, protein, a little bit of fat. It's better to have less carb, more protein, and tiny fat unless you're keto, which is another day. Lunch is a bigger meal because in the afternoon, a circadian rhythm, your biological clock, exercise, your body is more suitable for exercise, strength, and so on, at one or two o'clock in the afternoon, believe it or not. Certainly not at five because insulin and cortisol and your strength is starting to wane. 
In fact, whenever I've exercised after work, I'm exhausted, I gain weight. Especially if after work, it's a forced march to go to the gym. You're exhausted. Only to come home, make dinner, and then fall asleep. You're going to gain weight. Because at night, when you want to eat a big reward meal, cortisol and insulin is at its lowest. The cafeteria, as they say, is closed. I remember at music camp, the cafeteria was closed after four (laughs) o'clock. I was stunned. I'm like, wait a minute now. And that was interesting because that's a healthier way of eating. Your tiniest meal should be in the afternoon or early evening, the latest five or six. Why? Because that's when your metabolism is crashing. That's when the majority of the year, the sun is setting. That means that your sleep wakefulness cycle, when you go to sleep and when you wake up, should be programmed with eating. Meaning you get up, you eat most. You go to bed, you eat least. And you do them consistently all the time, like a clock. Regularity helps program metabolism. Speaking of regularity, I'm not going to get into prunes. I am going to talk about bowel. It's like a rhythm. If you have trouble with regularity constipation, you're more likely to be extremely consistent at absorbing calories. Let's just put it this way. Every once in a while, my cats, they get nervous, especially Tammy Wynette. We won't get into it. She suffers from feline bulimia and she suffers silently. Suffice it to say, when she gets sick on the carpet, the longer it stays there, the more it's absorbed. The thing is, the longer food stays in your colon, the more likely it's absorbed. That's fats, carbohydrates, anything. The quicker things move through your bowel, the less likely they are to absorb, which is why it's an old modeling trick. They take laxatives, eating disorder. So things fly through and you're less likely to absorb the calories, especially fat. And then you have less estrogens. That's why if you have constipation, it's an independent risk factor for higher body fat and ultimately breast cancer. Didn't you know that? Which is why higher body fat, higher cholesterol, and breast cancer, which is why they want you to consider oatmeal in the morning because oatmeal chelates fat, removes it out of your bowel, and eliminates it so it's less likely to be absorbed, like when the cat gets sick on the rug, absorbed into your body or into the carpet, depending on what you have in your colon. And then there are a variety of other ones which I can get into. That is yo-yo dieting, messes up your thyroid, messes up your body's capacity to convert T4 to T3. There are a variety of other things. The free flow of emotions. Movement, movement, movement. When you don't move, things, energy doesn't move. And when energy doesn't move, heat is not released. Fat is not curbed. And You gain weight. Movement, when I say movement, I don't just mean exercise. I mean boredom, problems with initiation, motivation, depression, and getting stuck in an emotion like anger, 
sadness, and fear. When you get stuck in an emotion, you tend not to move. You tend to get bored. And movement or lack of movement, lack of moving beyond an emotion, makes you stuck. And stuckness or phlegm in Chinese medicine is obesity. In fact, obesity in Chinese medicine is, in effect, stuck emotion. In fact, one herb for it is, believe it or not, healthy brain pills. And in Chinese medicine, they believe that phlegm or stuck emotion is the inability, is in the brain, and that brain problems are more associated with obesity. And healthy brain pills are, in part, used for obesity. They, in fact, have herbs that help with insomnia, not getting enough sleep, increases your body fat, having problems with irritability, anxiety, and so on. And mind you, falling asleep on the couch, getting up, and going back to bed, in fact, interrupts your sleep. And interruptions of sleep at night, like sleep apnea, also makes you gain weight. Then, of course, if you have problems where you can't move, like your knees or your spine, that actually makes you gain weight more because you can't move. Now, you might say, well, I don't want to have the surgery because I'm afraid. Well, the thing is, if you're afraid now, the more you're less mobile, the more fat you'll absorb. And the more fat you'll absorb, the more weight you'll put on your knees and your ankles, and the more it will hurt. For every 10 pounds of fat you have, it puts 40 pounds of gravity on your knees and your ankles. And then, talking about anatomy and brain, brain as the cause, part of the cause of fat, that our stomach over time can get warped by fat. Our stomach, gastric, not our stomach like we see in the mirror, a stomach gets swollen and can it can, in fact, get more receptors called ghrelin, G-H-R-E-L-I-N, ghrelin receptors. And the more receptors it is, the more our brain can tell us to eat and our brain can tell us we need insulin, thus more fat, more fat storage. So you see, you can lose all kinds of weight. You can eat less and less and less and less like the TV show, The Biggest Loser. But if you have all of those receptors in your stomach talking to your brain, your anatomy now has been altered and you have to attend to the fact that you have been altered by a lifelong pattern of either yo-yo dieting, trauma, constipation, immobility, and so on. And then you have to do more than just changing your diet, fixing your sleep, and so on. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about rev up your engine, speed up your metabolism, and burn the fat. If you want to know more about the solutions to today's show, you want to go to my website, www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com, or you want to go to my Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, or Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. And once again, if you want a reading, you can't get on the line right now, you can go to my website and get 
information about a private one or two hour reading or call 207-846-6475. We'll go to line one. Joanne, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. Um, I've been, my mother died of COVID in January and um, I had already gained some weight uh, because of the anxiety. She was in a nursing home. Um, since then, I've really been stuck, uh, no matter how I have tried. Like every Monday, I try, and um, I can't do as much exercise as I used to because I'm having all these foot issues. I've been having those for almost a year. Now I have to get foot surgeries, um, and I get, have a lot of anxiety, and I'm on like negative looping of thoughts, which is really horrible. It doesn't feel like me, and I feel like I'm stuck, and I can't move on to the next. I cannot change things, and um, I can't exercise the way I used to because of the foot issues. Okay, first of all, hold on a second. I have a friend, Liz, and she's a hairstylist. And I noticed by looking at her, she had um, a knee problem. I said, Liz, look at your right knee. It's swollen. And, you know, hairstylists, they stand up. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, I know. I got another one. My point is I understand the feet issues. Mm-hmm. Remember me saying for every 10 pounds, you put 40 yeah. pounds? Okay. Yeah. The other thing is that your feet have arches in them, mm-hmm. which are like discs in your spine, which are like um, shock absorbers in your car. Mm-hmm. And when your shocks blow, you feel it in the mm-hmm. car. And... So if you have back problems, you end up, or you've done a lot of running and you have back problems, you get flat feet because you blow the arches in your feet. And so then you have to get shock absorbers or orthotics. And for years, I first put, believe it or not, toilet paper in my shoes. And then I kind of, you know, stalked the Foot Smart catalog. It's clear that your mother really was an anchor for you and mm-hmm. a purpose in your life. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that without her, you've lost the pilot light. You know, there was an old Debbie something song, You Light Up My Life, and everybody made fun of her. Mm-hmm. In the old gas stoves, we used to have a pilot light. Mm-hmm. And you used to have to reach underneath the broiler and light it with a long match. Otherwise, there was no cooking. Mm-hmm. There was no heat. And it feels like the pilot light in your life went out when your mother died. And that's true of many of us. When something ends in our life, we lose our purpose. We have seven centers in our life. That means we have seven purposes. So that if one goes out, we have six others. So you never want to get into a situation where you have all of your eggs in one basket. And the thing is, 
This has been going on for a while. What you do daily for work doesn't use all of your gifts, talents, and skills. I see that there was a problem in a relationship with a partner in the past. Mm-hmm. You were trying to have a relationship with someone and a third person interfered. Mm-hmm. And so that made you fall back on your family of origin. What happened in that relationship? What happened in that relationship? Yes. Um, it, could, it could be a couple of things. Is this, is this in the recent past or the past past? What was your last significant relationship? My last significant one? Um, I'd love to... Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I had a childhood friend who um, really kind of, you know, I lost, uh, you know, she deceived me in a terrible way. Um, I was in, you know, like my early 20s. That was pretty... But you're 60 now. Right. That was a long time ago. Was that so upsetting that that was it for you? No. You shunned people? No, no. Um, more recently, I've had um, a colleague kind of, you know, go behind my back and, do, you know, be duplicitous, and that really it devastated me. That was also happening during this year. That's it. Yeah. And th- how did that affect your career, your work? Oh, it had major – I was supposed to work with this person. And basically, I don't have work as a result because she... So that's what I saw, is what you do daily for work doesn't use all of your gifts, talents, and skills. Yeah. So you didn't just lose your mother. You want to talk about how your mother died, the nursing home, the COVID. And everybody right now, it's COVID, COVID, COVID. Marsha, Marsha, Mm -hmm. Marsha. Mm -hmm. However, everything is not COVID. It's just easy to say COVID rather than talk about how your friend deceived you. Yeah. And because if you can't name it, quote Dr. Phil, you can't fix it. I look Mm -hmm. at your head. I see problems with focus, attention, sustained attention, distractibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I see fury. Fury turned inward that makes your blood boil. I wonder if you have problems with pressure in your head and pressure in your vessels. At times, I wonder whether you have dry eyes, red eyes, something different about your eyes. I Definitely, look at I have red eyes a lot. Okay, I look at your neck, I look at your thyroid. Don't say anything to the end. I look at your heart. At times it feels like there's a pressure in your chest. It's hard to take a deep breath. I can't figure out if your heart skips a beat, adds a beat. That happened during your mother's death. And then it started again during this episode. I look at your left lung, right lung. Left breast, right breast. In the past, I saw a capacity to have hormonally sensitive densities in your right chest wall. I see tenderness in your right upper quadrant underneath your rib cage. Problems with fatty foods and oils. I see abdominal distension and bloating underneath your rib cage. It's hard for food to move through your digestive tract after you eat by 45 minutes. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I see a change of range of motion in your right knee. 
I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. Your body has too much estrogen. And beyond the fact that you could have blood sugar and blood pressure issues, that happened before your feet. Problems with initiation is dopamine. And dopamine in your brain is an antidepressant. Can you please tell me your health concerns? My health concern? Yes, other than your feet. Um, all this distension that you're talking about, I've... You know, even I do abdominals exercises. It's not that I'm not trying to exercise. I do, but it just, it's not changing. Let me ask you a question. How much weight would you have to lose? Uh, 10 pounds would be, make me 10 to 15 max to get to healthy. There's something about the weight distribution in your body, and it's underneath your rib cage. I would do mm. the following, okay? Do people in your family tend to have gallstones? Uh, my sisters both had their gallbladders removed. Okay. You might want to consider going to it after you've gone to your GI doctor and made sure there's nothing wrong. You might, might go to an acupuncturist Chinese herbalist and treat the liver meridian, which is the or the middle warmer, which is in that midsection. Mm -hmm. You want to also consider going to someone who does visceral, V-I-S-C-E-R-A-L, massage. Mm -hmm. You also want to look up www Yamuna body rolling, like roll out the barrel. Yamuna, Y-A-M-U-N-A, body rolling. Because there's a whole program she has. Her name is Yamuna Zeki, Z-E-K-E. And she has a new book out all about feet that teaches you how to strengthen your foot. I actually had complete flat feet and actually dropped foot on my left foot because of uh, paralysis due to a surgery. And they actually created an arch that now when I go into those stores and they have a machine, they actually think I have high archers. Wow. So good luck. You take it easy. Mm -hmm. When we come Thanks. back, we're going to talk about the solutions to how to speed up your metabolism. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. 
welcome back. We're here. This is Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show has been dedicated to rev up your engine, speed up your metabolism, burn the fat. There are a variety of ways in which we will have difficulty maintaining healthy weight. We've talked about a big list. One of them, we've talked about sleep, yo-yo dieting, problem maintaining stable rhythm, whether it's eating at the right time. We've talked about boredom. We've talked about a healthy flow of emotion. We've talked about a healthy flow of your digestive tract, your bowels. We've talked about abuse. We also talked about, we haven't talked about food and exercise, actually. And the key is, we all know that people can eat too much food and eat and do too little exercise. And of course, that's what they think most people cause to gain weight. The thing is, what you don't realize, you can exercise too much. That can actually, for some women, make them gain it weight and actually it can mess up your immune system and the other thing is you can eat too little if you eat too little over time your metabolism adjusts and you plateau fyi so don't try to do too much weight training too much strength training and like do all like an exercise for an hour and a half a day you're asking for it and the same thing with eating too little. The other thing is addiction. Alcohol, 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 sleeping pills. A lot of these things make you gain weight because medication is the leading cause of gaining weight. So if you are on a lot of meds, go to your doctor, go to your practitioner and say, can we switch these things around so that, you know, I've looked them up. Don't say you looked them up on the web. Say you looked them up in the library because they hate it when you look things up in the web. See, I've looked this stuff up in the web and a lot of this stuff makes it gain weight. Can I do something else? And that's the same thing with herbs. You know, you need to know that, that herbs are like medicine. If you are, you may not know it, but fat, uh, sitting is a new smoking. You'd be surprised how sedentary you are because a lot of us are on the web these days. We're not on the street, we're on the web. So you want to focus on what is your real activity anyway and get like an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or something to find out how many steps you're making. And don't fool around and wave your hand. Everybody knows when they wave their hand, it tells this activity watch, you know, they think it makes it think that you're walking when you're not. The other thing is for people who have problems with their hips or lower back, you can get something called walking sticks by a company named Lecky, L-E-K-I. They have springs on them and you push off from behind. You use both of them. You don't lean forward like you're cross-country skiing. You push off from behind. By walking with walking sticks, especially if they have springs, number one, it takes pressure off of your hips and it preserves you, especially if you're heavier. Number two, it actually uses 30% more energy and helps you lose weight. That's Lekki, L-E-K-I. They're better than sliced bread. Eventually, you get some wise, wise ass who will drive aside of you 
and go, hey, where's your skis? At which time you'll remark, remark back to them, but don't stop. Just keep going and say, you don't see my skis? As you're walking with your walking sticks. And they'll look all aggravated because you didn't go along with the joke or act embarrassed and they'll take off. So that's how you handle that because I used to get picked on for my walking sticks all the time. But it really helped me rehabilitate my hips and lower back. We will go to line two. Ava, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help, Ava? Oh, hi. Can um, you hear me? Yes, I can. How can I be of help? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so my name is Ava, and I'm just calling because um, I have a few questions. Okay. So it's about my overall health. And well-being. That's not yeah. That's not a question. You have to give me a specific it's, question because overall health and well-being is not a specific question. Yeah, the question is uh, lately I've been having insomnia and a lot of stress and negativity, and I'm okay. just dealing with without any. Okay, the first thing I see is someone near you. They're having difficulty, in their work changing, and this is a chronic issue. It's not new. So they can't blame it on COVID. They can't blame it on the economy. This is constant, up and down, up and down. This person has some dream about what they want the work to be, but it's not based in reality. And part of you tries to distract yourself from it, but you're very much keyed into their stress and you carry it as if you're your own. Who is this person? Oh, my my son is near me, and he is um, he's going to college, but he doesn't want to go to college. He wants to move to a different country, and I'm really also upset about that too. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He doesn't want to go to college, so the the inference would be he needs to get a begins with a J and ends in a B. Job. J O B. Job. How old is your son? Oh, he's just in high school, and he actually has two jobs right now in high school. Uh, but it's about his near future, um, and he is not willing to. He got into colleges, and he's willing to change his life and move completely to Europe. And wait a minute, okay. there's a lot of. It's not about his two jobs. Two jobs like working in fast food or something like this. It's a career. How old is your son? He's going to be 18 in two weeks. Where is his father? The father lives in Europe. I love the way you say, I didn't say, where is his father? You say, the father. (laughs) I love the way you say, the father. So the father lives in Europe, and where does your son want to go? In Germany, and actually the father is supporting that decision, and I'm not supporting it. Okay, so does your son want to go to his father? Not necessarily to his father. He wants to go to another country. What is his with father his do girlfriend. for? Go with his girlfriend. How nice. How? What does his father do for a living? Uh, he's a software engineer. Okay. You're worried about your son because he doesn't have a career. 
and he has dreams and you're worried that his dreams won't work. But in many ways, you can't do anything about it. Unless he depends on you for money, you can't. How long has it been since your son made his own decisions and he's been relatively calling the shots in his life? Oh, he's making decisions in terms of um, his identity as well. I understand that, but that's been going on for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Because his a father would be teaching him how to be a man. You're not a father. You're a mother. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, his fa- how long has his fa- how long has it been since his father's been away? Oh, his father just moved last summer to completely to Europe, but his father has been coming to the states for a few months and going. So it's been like more than five, six years like that coming okay. in. He's so not you, present all the time. So my point is, is that his father has been intermittently away and less involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why, that's more or less, it's not a blame thing. It's an unstable male role model. I look at your head. I see tension in your neck affecting your head. I wonder whether a band-like pressure in your head can make it hard for you to fall asleep and stay asleep. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see increased susceptibility of making antibodies against your thyroid gland, antibodies that make it hard for you to have stable thyroid function. I look at your heart. Digestive problems. I see a red dotted pattern where your stomach is and your esophagus is. You have to be careful of that. I wonder if you have excess acid, excess bacteria. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, red ovary, and cervix if you still have them. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. Your nervousness and anxiety can go to your digestion and your sleep can make that worse. In in fact, your nervousness can also make your adrenal gland produce epinephrine that can make the muscles in the back of your neck tight and that can increase your chance toward having a pressure in your head. In addition, at midlife, our progesterone goes down, and progesterone is anti-anxiety and helps us get to sleep. So that might be making this worse. And just as your son's graduating, you might be going to starting of the change of life. Other than insomnia, when you say stress, do you mean anxiety? Oh, yeah, it's been like second month already. Like I'm in constant anxiety, I'm just worried about everything about job about life about 
<laughs> my right. child. It's everything. It's just everything collapsed. I don't okay. have. What I want you to anything. do. Okay, wait a minute. What I want you to do is take the list of supplements and medicines you have and go to a practitioner. I want you to have them look at what is serotonin, whether you have a medicine, a medicine with serotonin. I can't do that now on the radio. Whether there's a drug with serotonin or whether you need 5-HTP, passionflower, lemon balm, which is GABA, which can help you offset this change in progesterone going down. The reason why I'm a little worried about you taking progesterone is if a woman is 40 pounds or more overweight, by definition, she has excessive estrogen and progesterone in supply in her body, her tissue, even if it doesn't show up in tests that test hormones in urine, blood, or saliva. A lot of people go to practitioners and they test their hormones, but they test blood, saliva, urine, and majority of our hormones that underlie illness distorting our tissue. But if you're heavy, you already have excessive hormones, and that can increase your risk for breast problems, uterine problems, not to mention gallbladder problems, which is why we've had a gallbladder clinic here today. So not clinicalizing physician-patient relationship, but suffice it to say it's been a gall- gallbladder festival because in, in, in a surgery, gallbladders are fat, 40, and fertile. The more body fat you have, as in metabolism and needing to burn your fat, that's today's show, the more likely you are to have gallstones because the liver makes bile, which helps emulsify or break up fat. It's like dawn detergent you have in the kitchen. Suffice it to say, if you're prone to gallbladder, if you're prone to fibroids, that means by definition, you probably have excessive body fat and you probably have excessive estrogen. And this is of concern. My point is, is if you're having problems with insomnia and anxiety, your progesterone might be going down. And though you're worried about your son and there's good reason for that, you're also at a change in life and a crisis because your son, like the first lady with her mother in the nursing home, your son is your purpose in life like hers was her mother. And now that he's leaving, you'll be left with empty just like that lady is left with empty because her mother was a purpose in life. <coughs> so you need to have somebody who will sit with you and formulate your life in seven centers, looking at people who will be like a family, first center, second center, potential mate, money, third center, work, fourth center, prosthetic children, things that you could give birth to in the world, fifth center, how to have a voice in the world, six-center intellectual development, and seven-center spirituality, so that you don't feel so much of a loss when your son leaves. A lot of women, when they get divorced, they put a lot into the son. And your son sounds like he's pretty much got another mother. (laughs) Got a girlfriend. Are you following me? Mm Mm-hmm. And... You know, there's a phrase, I knew a phoenix, so let them have their day. Phoenixes rise from the ash, which means we were young, we made our stupid mistakes, and we learned from them. And 
your son is young. He's in love. He wants to run away with his girlfriend, and he's going to make mistakes. And I don't think there's anything you're going to be able to do about it. Hopefully, he'll figure it out and go to school again because he seems smart. Okay? Do you understand? Mm -hmm. You take it easy. We will go to the next line. And my computer, you're welcome. We'll go to the next computer thing here. But my, of course, my computer froze because it's getting to that hour, hour here. We'll go to line three. Mary, 53. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Oh, hi there. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Good. I'm just calling to see what you see. And some of my concerns are... Um, I do have a fullness in my stomach under my left rib cage and a lot of fat deposits on my legs. More than cellulite, it's just fat deposits, and I haven't worn shorts in three years. That sums it up, Dr. Mona Lisa. It's a very interesting thing about fat deposits. I remember when I was in medical school, if a person had high cholesterol... I think they called them chalasma, where you'd see deposits underneath the skin of fat. Mm -hmm. And that was a sign that the person had high cholesterol. Hmm. But every once in a while, you see somebody who has that lumpiness of fat in their legs. It's usually a woman. And she goes to the plastic surgeon. And I've gone to someone with the pla like that with a plastic surgeon. And they usually are maybe 10 or 20 pounds overweight. But they've gone through swings of weight in their life. And what I've heard the plastic surgeon say is, this is genetics. They usually don't have this problem, mind you. But if they did, they would. I don't think they'd be saying this. You know, it's genetics. And there isn't much you can do. Blah, blah, blah. Over the years, I've seen people have machines where they have this strap and it goes around the limb. You've seen these. Or something that's like a device that it wraps the body and it heats it. Mm -hmm. And there are all kinds of things that works. I've also heard of people who have, um, you know, they suck the fat out. I can't remember what it's called. Like liposuction? Liposuction. And I'm sorry, you know, the word finding goes downhill <laughs> as the day goes on. They suck the fat. You mean liposuction? Yes. <laughs> and the thing is, he told me that if you do spots sucking out of fat, the fat comes just comes back somewhere else. It's interesting. <laughs> so he said that if you suck out the fat in someone's abdomen... It shows up on their arms and legs, so they look like the Michelin Man. Isn't that awful? Yeah, it is. These people are nice. Anyway, but they tell you the truth. If they're good people, if they're good physicians, and not like greedy plastic surgeons. So what's important to know is when I look at you, I do see a body image issue. But it's not... Um, that you have had problems in relationships. And sometimes people who have body image issues, it induces a relationship problem 
where they end up picking pretty boys, pretty boys, and they those people end up taking advantage of your problem with self-esteem and they try to get away with things. And I saw that in the past you had a relationship where someone was less than honest and stretched the truth. And you tried very hard to make the relationship work. And you hid your emotions about it behind a brave and stoic face. But over time, your anger about it was turned inward and that messed up your metabolism and you had swings of weight. Who do you live with? My husband. And how long have you been married? 25 years. So if you're 53 and you've been married for 25 years, that means half of your life since your mid-20s has been married to him. Mm-hmm. Since we only know you're Mary and you're 53, I would say there are probably a billion people by the name of Mary in the continental United States, correct? Correct. And that doesn't include Guam, <laughs> Hawaii, <laughs> and of course, Alaska. Was there any time you were concerned about your relationship with your husband? Yes. How long ago was that? Um, several times over the years. Anger is the most weighted genetic emotion. When you're angry, it you just stuff it. In fact, Karen Hornet, who I have um, quoted in this show, who has an unfortunate last name, it's spelled Horny. <laughs> so I think that she changed the pronunciation of her name, like Demi Moore. She changed the pronunciation of her name from Demi to Demi. So my cat, Tammy Wynette, I tell everybody that she's not called Tammy anymore. We call her Tammy. <laughs> well, Karen Hornet, <laughs> her sp- is spelled Horny. But suffice it to say, I don't like your husband. <laughs> because people like that take advantage of a woman who has body image issues. And they think that she'll allow it because, you know, she's lucky to have him. This does not is not kind. I want you to go to a plastic surgeon. Are you following me? I want mm-hmm. you to have them look at your legs. Are you following me? Yep. And I want you to see what they can do. Yeah. Do you want to know why? Why? Because, and for somebody who's more than like 80 pounds overweight, it's important to know that if you've tried everything to lose weight, an option is a band around your stomach. Because I alluded to the fact that if you get too many receptor sites for ghrelin in your stomach, no matter what you do, you know this. You could look at a French fry and you'll gain weight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the pro- program, The Biggest Loser. And they showed that no matter what those people did, they gained weight. Mm-hmm. That when you put a band, and it's like putting a band around your wrist, for God's sakes. It's not mm-hmm. about forcing you to eat less. It removes some of those receptors from your circulation and makes your brain not see them. 
So you're less likely to get diabetes, heart disease, stroke, and you're likely to live longer. One of the most biggest causes of depression, self-esteem, and relationship abuse, and we know what that is, you've experienced it, is body image issues. Whether it's facial hair, losing it or gaining it, body weight or body image issues, one of the things that really helps a woman is appearance for her. For her. Are you following me? Mm-hmm. Not for him. Not to I'll show him, but for you. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? I do. I stay my weight so A, I won't die of breast cancer because it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. I eat very little because my stomach is stretched out because of a bowel obstruction. But I've adapted my food because this is the way I need to live. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's required. But when I'm around people who are angry and if I'm around someone who's narcissistic, that's another risk factor for slowing metabolism. Hmm. Narcissistic people are angry. They're entitled. And the longer you're there, you tend to gain weight and they lose it. So you need to talk to someone about your husband's dalliances roving around. But I would also get support from a friend about getting dolled up. There's nothing about doing that that will make you feel better. Do you understand? I do. And I do have to say, I have um, dug my feet in, as they say now. Um, um, uh, Yeah, I've been very clear now. I'm not afraid anymore. You know what? Take care of yourself, okay? Thank you. I want to thank you for welcoming you into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.